This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brazuda and Bob Labriola. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome back to another should-be award-winning edition and should-be award-winning season of Agree to Disagree, the show with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. That was Bob Labriola. I'm Mike Persuda. And yeah, we are back. 2022 has hit the ground running. And boy, a lot of things have changed since we last chatted in this particular format. But Labs, you can still count on a few things. Uh, There are still some absolutes, some constants. And one of them is located in Cincinnati, Ohio. That would be the infamous Escalooser. Yeah, the Bengals may be the defending AFC North champs. They may be the defending AFC champs, but late Sunday afternoon, there they were, the Bengals faithful, making that long, slow descent. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, the thing about it was that uh, they had to wait a lot longer than usual to get on the Escalooser uh, since the game went into overtime. But before we dive into this, I do want to point out to you, you know, you made the salient point that this is a should-be award-winning show. And I was my, I was flipping back and forth between uh, Monday Night Football and the Emmy Awards because I kept waiting for us to be our names called. On either, and, on uh, either one, it should have been. Right. And uh, it wasn't. And, you know, I think that the reason it wasn't was that um, – you know, that maybe uh, you quit on a couple of these podcasts last year. As Tyler Boyd said about the Steelers um, in 2021, I, I, I think I'm going to point the finger. So, Vucci didn't quit. You quit. <laughs> you should have had rifle to take a safety and then punt it out of there. <laughs> nice uh, all the right moves reference right there, too, by the That's way. That's all I got, Bob, the right moves. Let's get <laughs> right to it. Uh, topic number one, agree or disagree. I feel better about Mitch Trubisky as the starting quarterback after his performance in Cincinnati than I did before the season started. Uh, I'm going to agree. Um, you know, I, I think that he was, uh, I won't say handcuffed um, so much as uh, he was under very strict orders, um, you know, of how uh, he was expected to play in that particular season opener. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to uh, borrow some of the, you know, Mike Tomlinisms uh, when he talked about, you know, what he was looking for from uh, his quarterback in the season opener, which again was in Cincinnati, you know, against the defending division champion Bengals, a place, by the way, you know, where the Steelers got smoked pretty good last year. Um, you know, smile in the face of adversity, make the necessary plays at the critical moments, take care of the football. And I think that last uh, phrase, take care of the football, uh, I don't know if uh, it was so much tattooed on Mitch Trubisky's forehead, but it was definitely hammered into his uh, frontal cortex, uh, I think, over the course of the week. And, you know, the the offense was disappointing. Let me just say that. It was disappointing to me. Uh, It showed a little bit too much of what we saw last year. Way too much, uh, not throwing the ball beyond the sticks on possession downs. Um, you know, and personally, I, I think that the Steelers should just throw out any of those running plays where they line up and try and drive the defense off the ball because those are not going to work. See, I thought, you, not gonna... I thought you were going to say they should just throw out any of those running plays, and that I probably would have agreed with. 
Well, no, but I, I think there are some kinds of running plays that can be successful, you know, maybe trap plays, you know, uh, sprinkled in with some jet sweeps and, you know, those kinds of things. Let, let me use a word that Steelers fans hate, finesse running plays, because the, the power football stuff is just not going to work with this offensive line. I don't know. I cannot put my finger specifically on why, but I've seen enough since July 25th when we all showed up at St. Vincent College to know it's not going to work. So, you know, these are some of the things that I think Mitch Trubisky was facing uh, in his first game as a starter. And, you know, he executed, he did what he was told to do. And especially then as the game unfolded, um, taking any unnecessary chances with the way the defense was playing would have been stupid. And so uh, he did what he needed to do to win that game or help his team win that game. And I like the fact that he is all in in terms of, you know, being what the team needs when the team needs him to be it, that kind of thing, because he's not Ben. And, you know, and thinking like that is just counterproductive. So I like the fact, I like the way that he performed given the reality of his situation. And that's what makes me feel better about him uh, now than I did even. Uh, last Saturday afternoon. I get all that. Yeah, you make some good points, but I'm going to disagree, number one, because this is our first agree or disagree topic out of the shoot. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to disagree. You could have said free lunch is good, and I'd say, no, it's not free dinner. So uh, I'm going to be contrary here. But uh, but more... what if it was free lunch at Pat's King of Steaks? Well, now we got to rethink that. But uh, a couple things about Trubisky. I get the circumstances he was under. I get that the Steelers coaching staff did a much better job of acknowledging, hey, these other guys rush the pass are pretty good, and we're having some issues up front right now. We got to get the ball out quick. We got to move the pocket. We got to do everything we can to keep our quarterback upright. That, to me, won the game as much as anything else. And I like that he protected it, particularly when you start off with a pick six and you're playing from in front. No sense uh, getting them back in the game with anything cheap. But a couple of things bothered me. Uh, early in the game, uh, what did we hear all preseason from both Trubisky and Kenny Pickett? Hey, we trust our wide receivers. If we get single coverage, we're taking a shot deep. Trubisky had a deep shot to Miles Boykin, almost hit it but missed it, and then later in the game, a little longer developing play, he had George Pickens. That might have been a 70-yard touchdown or something of that nature, and he missed that one badly. Got to make a few more plays, maybe one more play with his arm, but he's got to show me. uh, I don't think this offense is going to necessarily methodically drive the ball down the field a lot. I think they're going to have to have chunk. They're going to have to have splash. you got to be a playmaker at that position. And the other thing, Trubisky acknowledged this in his postgame session with the media at Paycor Stadium. He's got to use his legs more. For whatever reason, he didn't do it. That's part of who he is. I love his escapability. But, you know, if you get out on the wing, take the four yards, take the six yards, see if you can use your speed, which is very good for a quarterback, and and make uh, something significant happen. Move the chains. Make it easier to move the chains on the next down. Labs, he was good enough to win. He's got to be better. And I say that as a guy who had a pretty high bar on Mitch Trubisky starting out here. Well, I also think that your points are making my case because, yes, uh, you're, the, the points you made about taking shots down the field and using your legs, he has to do more of that. And by me saying that I'm more confident, I feel better about him 
doesn't mean that I don't think he has any room to improve. Uh, and the fact that he acknowledges those things too, again, this is what I'm looking for from this guy, from my starting quarterback, in the role that he is in, in the in the situation he is in, in terms of following a, a Hall of first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I think that this guy has what it takes uh, to, to, to do the job. Now, he's not going to be Ben, as I've said before. Those days are over. But I do believe that he has the correct mindset and a, and a nice set of tools at his disposal to be successful. And the fact that he acknowledges uh, the, the shortcomings in his first performance even uh, emphasizes that for me even more. So I'm right. Yeah, well – He's got he's got all that now. Now go make some plays. At least a couple more than you played against the Bengals. Absolutely. Okay. Statement number two. T.J. Watt's absence should not be the Jenga piece to the defense that Tyson Alualu's exit proved to be last season. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, You know, I get to T.J. Watt's the reigning defensive player of the year, and. I get what they don't have when he's not playing, but that doesn't mean this thing has to grind to a sudden halt. Uh, I think they have a chance to be very good on defense here this year. I think last year they didn't have Stephon to it, and then when they lost Alu-Alu, they didn't have enough of a defensive line. I think they're much deeper up front this year. Larry Ogunjobi was a great signing and is really going to be an impactful guy. I think they're better in the secondary this year than they were a year ago. I think Miles Jack is a huge addition uh, maybe T.J. Watt misses enough time that Minka Fitzpatrick wins Defensive Player of the Year this year. But uh, with the coaching they have and Mike Tomlin's high expectation for that defense, be great, be dominant. Uh, won't be as great or as dominant with without Watt as it would be and, and hopefully will be with Watt again, but uh, they can still be pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you and agree with the statement. Let me just throw in this caveat, though. Um as of right now, uh, what I believe should happen is, uh, you know, next man up. Um, and, you know, looking at the depth chart, that'll be Malik Reed. Maybe that changes between now, you know, and kickoff of the Patriots game. But, you know, this is this is what we – this is the kind of information we have at our disposal as we're doing this should-be award-winning addition. Uh, but – if I'm Mike Tomlin, I also whisper in Brian Flory's ear and Terrell Austin's ear, uh, start thinking about, um, as happened in 1995, moving Carnell Lake to cornerback. Have something else in the back of your head that if we got to go to it, we can implement it uh, in, a, in a timely fashion. Because while I agree with you that it should not be the Jenga piece, if it starts to look like it is going to become that, then I'm not riding that ship right to the bottom of the ocean then. I'm going to try and do some other things. Uh, try and be realistic. Again, uh, I'm not saying, you know, move Derek Watt into his brother's spot or anything totally ridiculous. And, you know, I don't really know what that would be in terms of trying something else. But, I mean, I really, I really have a lot of respect for the defensive brain trust that the Mike Tomlin and the Steelers have assembled. And so I would call on that uh, just to be ready. You know, in your free time, fellas, you know, while in between preparing, you know, in, instead of sleeping for six hours a night, maybe only sleep for five and a half and spend that other half an hour 
uh, you know, going into the into your uh, mental lab and tinkering around with some things uh, that you think uh, might be emergency solutions uh, to a problem that we hope never develops. But if it does, I want to have some ready-made answers. Interesting. You know, for me, you mentioned the sleep uh, thing there. I, I would find some time, me personally, you know, scribbling X's and O's on my bar napkin when I pick up my drink. But, you know, same kind of thing. Just maybe multitask <laughs> right. a little bit. Maybe dream about ways to replace T.J. Watt just in case you got to conjure something <laughs> special up. Uh, last but not least, Lab, speaking of special teams, uh, they can help continue to tip the scales in the Steelers' favor along with the defense while the offense uh, works out its wrinkles. Yeah, and, and it's it's beyond can continue – uh, needs to continue. And, and then I will agree wholeheartedly with that statement. I agree with it as it is, but I just would like to emphasize it, you know, a little bit more. And, um, you know, I think we're of the same mindset also that, uh, you know, special teams came up pretty big uh, in some critical situations uh, for the Steelers uh, in that win over the Bengals too. Uh, you know, I, I liked what I saw in the very limited uh, exposure we had to him, Gunnar Olszewski as a punt returner. Um, he had one nice return, and the other things that he did, did, which should not be underestimated, he made good decisions. You know, let's let the balls go in the end zone that look like they're going to go into the end zone. I understand that, you know, it's an oblong ball, and so it doesn't bounce like you would already always expect it to. But I, I was, I thought that he made good decisions. Uh, with the ones that he fielded, the ones that he let go, the ones that you know he fair caught, all of that kind of stuff. So I, I like I like what he uh, has. Um, you know, you could always ask for more from the punter in terms of distance, but I thought that uh, Presley Harvin uh, had a very nice opening game, especially when you uh, view it in the terms in the lens of his rookie season. And Boswell is Boswell. I mean, it's to use a Mike Tomlinism. You know, um, his ice water in his veins or the ice water in his veins. Uh, he, he clunked that one off the upright, but, um, you know, it obviously didn't impact him negatively because he came back and drilled the other one uh, in overtime with, with plenty of room to spare, and it was right down the middle. So, yeah, special teams can continue to help tip the scales and maybe in, in, in the form of some, I don't know if you want to call them gadget plays, but, you know, maybe a fake punt uh, if, if the situation calls for it. Don't and, say fake you know, field it, goal. Don't say no, fake abs- field goal. No, no. Why? I, I would never – with that guy, you have kicking it. I'll just take the three points every time. And I'm not risking him, you know, because my opinion on kickoffs is uh, Boswell, as soon as the ball leaves the tee, he should run right to the sideline and go and sit on the bench because if you cannot – Get that guy on the ground with the 10 people that you have. You need the different 10 people. Um, I, I don't need kickers making any tackles that might injure themselves, especially when it's that guy. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that there are some things maybe in the, uh, in, in the, what's the word I want, in, in the offing maybe that the Steelers could get to with special teams in addition to using the group to do the fundamental things, the basic things at a high level on a consistent basis. Yeah, I'm going to agree. And I wasn't even really thinking about Boswell when I suggested this topic. Boswell is Boswell. Uh, but uh, Olszewski, you know, what he, 
you don't get many chances to return. But he had the 120-yarder, and then they ended up getting three points out of it. Oh, by the way, after a 15-yard scoring drive. Uh, I thought the punter was good. And, uh, you know, last year he didn't have the year that he wanted. He didn't have the year that they wanted him to have. Now, there were some circumstances, but nobody cares about circumstances on Sunday or Thursday night or Monday night. Uh if the offense is struggling and, and not moving the ball, he can flip the field. Uh, do that enough times and you can impact the game. Uh, Olszewski can impact the game, as we saw. Uh, and their coverage is good. Uh, I, I think they can be a pretty dynamic special teams unit this season. They're, they're off to a good start. and They need to keep that pedal down, as does the defense, uh, while the offense con- continues to sort things out and hopefully starts getting better incrementally. But uh, not uh, – you know, you win two out of three phases. Coach, you got a shot to win the game, do you not? Yes, you absolutely do. And, uh, you know, starting out with a road win against the defending division champions, um, you know, I don't – I it was beyond my expectations. i got to be honest, as someone who acknowledges that he lives in his fears uh, – but um, you've, you've defense... taken up residency there for a long time, have you? Probably have oh, things well. My, the my... fridge is well stocked. You got a perfect chair. <laughs> uh, everything, you know, the the bushes are nicely trimmed. You got you got everything going in your fears, don't you? Right, and the, and the, and the air conditioning is always on high too. So um, you, you're never going to be hot when you're living in my fears with me. Um, but uh, you know, again, I I I, I can't say enough about how the defense performed way above my expectations. Um, unfortunately, uh, the offense uh, lived down to my fears uh, of what I thought I might see in terms of the two areas that just drive me absolutely up a wall, um, trying to power run the football and throwing in front of the sticks on possession downs and expecting you know the receiver to make moves and, and run the ball past them. I think that Every team in the NFL, every college team in the NCAA, every high school team in the WPIAL, uh, every peewee team uh, in the uh, Pop Warner League knows that that's what the Steelers are going to do, and so they're prepared for it. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm being a little radical here, but I might try a little something different. That's going to do it for uh, edition number one. Uh, If you found this one, you know where to find us. So when it's time for edition number two, look there. That's that's the extent of my podcast knowledge, Coach. I don't know if uh, (laughs) you have any more details you could provide. But, you know, if if people are listening to this, they know how to find the thing. Or the other thing is, um, you know, you and I always uh, tweet out the links. We do. uh, On our respective uh, social media accounts that are, you know, followed by millions and millions and millions of people. So there you go. You can find us pretty easily. And uh, next week, we might uh, deal with the, find the answer to the uh, question of the uh, universe is, was it Bill Belichick or Tom Brady who was most responsible for the success of the New England Patriots? Can't it be both? For Bob Lariola, <laughs> I'm Mike Pursuta. This has been... Agree to disagree, the show with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. See you next time.